Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of the Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite (laughs) reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you? Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiancé on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What's up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Hey, I'm DJ Damage. (laughs) Hopefully you guys are listening to us on all of our platforms. iHeart. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and watching us on YouTube. That's right. Um, Jason is out of town. He is on his book tour. If you have not copped the book, uh, it is called God Must Have Forgotten About Me, and he will probably be in a city near you if he hasn't already been there. I think he was in Dallas, Houston, Mm. New Orleans. Uh, He started his tour in Stockton, hometown, um, hometown hero. What an awesome homecoming that must have been. Um, Yeah, so if you haven't picked up the book, Get that. Pick it up. It's everywhere. Uh, Barnes Nobles, Amazon. You can click the link, which I'm sure is probably going right here under the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, this weekend, didn't do much, but watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Mm. Am I saying it right? Hernandez? Aaron Hernandez, yes. There it is. Yep. I think yes. everybody's been talking about that. That's a pretty... Pretty in-depth documentary. So you were able to get a hold of somebody's Netflix password. Absolutely. I am now logged in on a new password. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Aren't <laughs> we all? You. Aren't we all? Shout out to my girlfriend, Alyssa. <laughs> you know what her... Oh, I was about to shout out what her password is. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Look up. <laughs> Oh, that would have been hilarious. It's just that the password is so funny because so many people want it. I mean, but they can't get it if they don't know our email. So what's the password? That's true. No, I can't. She'll she'll kill me. Um, But it's just hysterical. She basically calls us, you know, uh, scavengers. But that's not the word. But it's a version of scavengers. So anyways, um, back to Aaron Hernandez. Yes, I've watched the documentary. Um, It's really interesting to watch it all put into chronological order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you get the benefit of seeing how he was raised, the impact of uh, that his father had on his life, um, and then once his father passed away, the disintegration of his you know relationship with his mother. Let me not spoil it for you all, but basically... I mean, it's a document. You can't spoil a documentary, yeah. can you? Yeah, I'm not... I mean, it's like all public information. It is, it is. And it's just, it's put together in a very specific, uh, you know, in a chronological way, mm-hmm. um, and highlights a lot of things that you know were just kind of like rumored especially you know the um uh his sexual orientation yeah um but at the end of it we do realize you know that he uh had cte and uh it was it was it was his brain was atrophied you know it was like what they said it was like a a brain of like a 90 year old person 80 90 year old man yeah that's scary yeah um and so you think 
that mm-hmm. you can pinpoint what other players have CTE but not I mean, diagnosed. Because it's not something that not can be diagnosed, diagnosed until you're dead. They have to be able to, you know, there there is no test for it until, yeah, unle- yeah. Un- 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 you know, it's done on a brain of somebody who's died. But, but for real, like when you start seeing people like, and you know, I don't want to just start diagnosing people, but when I look at Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. the way he's kind of spiraling out of control mm-hmm. to me, this mm-hmm. is how I perceive him. It could be, Maybe it's just headlines, but mm-hmm. the things I'm starting to see him do time after time again, it's like, man, you know, Lord forbid if he ever passes away, I would want to see what his brain looks like because mm-hmm. you're starting to see this like behavior with some of these athletes and it's like, that's just not normal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sure he's a pretty turned up dude, but the stuff he's doing now, like him on tape cursing at his child's mom and screaming at the police, it's like, that's not really something like, and they say CT really has an effect on your decision making. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things I'm watching Antonio Brown do is to me like not great decisions. Yeah, that's true. However, um, you know, athletes, especially football players, they they play a game for a living, you know? So there's not a I I've never I don't know. I I I would be very hesitant to blame you know, bad behavior just on brain trauma. Oh no, not you know, there's 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 just there's personality I, yeah. defects. You know, there's the fact that you've it's been a lot. yeah exactly. You know, they, they may not be the most emotionally intelligent people. Very, you know, I mean, like men who play a game for a living and really don't get told the word no very often. You know, men of means and the, I mean, they they tend to be very impulsive and and mm-hmm. insolent and you know, like I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. But especially ones that bang their heads together since like the age of eight, you know, like that's true. But then you've also got people like Junior Seau who had advanced CTE, who knew he had it, which is why when he committed suicide, he shot himself in the chest, in the heart so that his brain could. Yeah. And so that his brain could be studied. There is he there's no um, record of him going out and killing people, you know, assaulting people raping people you know what i mean oh yeah i'm definitely not going to sit here and write everything (laughs) off the cte but at the same time you know we can't act like it's not a factor to some of these things these guys are doing it's no it's definitely a factor definitely a factor um but check it out uh netflix the aaron hernandez documentary um it's like you know it's everywhere yeah and it's uh you also got to watch don't fuck with cats now I've been hearing about this. What's going on with the cats? Okay. (laughs) Don't Fuck With Cats is a documentary. This is our documentary review. I mean, listen, I want to do, this is what I want to do. I got to start doing this on my Instagram, you know, where I like review stuff like Mm. TV shows, series, movies and stuff like that, because I'm a total cinephile. Connect me on the live if you do that, because I watch them all too. Okay, for sure. So Don't Fuck With Cats is a four-part documentary series, and it is amazing. And they basically uh, answer the question within the first, like, two minutes of the first episode as to why the title is called Don't Fuck With Cats. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm not going to, but it is crazy. You just got to watch it. And if anybody's watched it, watched it, just hit me up on Instagram and, and tell me what you thought, because it was fascinating. That's it? That's it was, all you're going to give me? I, you gotta watch Who's it, dude. Who's fucking with the cats? This guy. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll say this: that 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 there is a precursor um, that 
you know, that's so psych, psychologists and uh, mental health professionals say um, is behavior that is indicative of somebody who has the potential to become a killer. Yeah, yeah. And one of those one of those is a person that likes to, you know, maim and kill animals. For sure. And that's, de- that's a definite thing. Exactly. So fill in the blanks, y'all. Somebody's killing cats. It's fucked up, man. Like Not kittens. Kittens. First of all, that's sick. Yeah, it is. If you got the 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 balls, first of all, why? But it, no, it's and not then where even, you can, where you get even, multiple cats from? But it's not it's not balls. It's cowardly. There's these are innocent kittens. It's, sick. it's disgusting. I don't know the word. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, no, it's depraved. That's the word. It's depraved. Those poor little kittens. I know. It hurts my heart because I really like cats. You look like a cat lady, but you have a dog. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm not in cat lady territory cat? right now, okay? You, you like so, cats. I do. I love cats. Yeah. I was, I was ra- my house was like fucking, like, you know, Animal Kingdom. You ever see um, Ace Ventura? Was, when he when he walks, when he comes home, and he holds out his arms, he's like, oh, and all these animals. That was my house. So you had multiple cats. We had multiple up. cats. We okay. had multiple dogs. We had birds. I swear, I had this. I had this one cat that used to like do a running leap off the dining room table and just boom, end up on the bird cage. And he'd just be. That's all I could think of. Like, let me just get to the cage and I'll figure it out once I'm there. So I, he'd just be swinging on this bird cage. The birds would be flipping the fuck out. And I was just like, I love my house <laughs> so it's safe to say mm. that you grew up around some cats and maybe like my cats would have kittens and i would beg my parents please can i keep them all and they were like <clears throat> <"Cat lady."> yeah <laughs> they were like no we can't all right you can keep one and so from every litter i would always be able to keep one cat and it just ended up being a lot of cats in my house i really this cats. sounds like the documentary of the cat lady yeah <sighs> You know the origin story. There's only the only reason why I don't have a cat right now is because I travel so much mm. and nobody would look after it because people really fucking hate cats. Cats take care of themselves though. You can't just leave like a mountain of cat food and yeah, you can let you can, them yeah. fend for themselves. Yeah, you you kind of can. And cats don't like overeat like dogs too. Like they all they all like really. Uh, you never see like a dead cat on the street unless somebody like hit it. Cats like survive. <laughs> through the wilderness like they'll be out there living for years yeah like when i was growing up there's a cat i seen on the street for years i'm like he's still kicking bro probably because somebody like me or my mother was feeding that motherfucker no nah, he was like a savage he had like one eye and oh, his I, hair missing but he was just we had we had tons of strays come to the backyard because they knew that we fed the neighborhood cat stray cats yeah you could get just, a cat. we would leave them huh i look like a cat no i, I said like... you should get a cat oh <laughs> Anyway. All right, we're gonna move off of the cat fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> um, so listen, I just did um an episode of my podcast. Uh, I'm here for the food, and I I interviewed a death doula. Have you ever heard of a death doula? You were telling me about this. This is a person that kind of gets your business together when you're gonna die. They help. She has an organization. Her name is um, Elua Arthur. And she has an organization called Going With Grace. Mm -hmm. And she helps the terminally ill and their families and friends um, deal with the transition that the person, you know, the, the, the terminally ill is going to make, you know, into the great beyond. Um, And she helps them do so in such a, you know, in a a graceful manner. Um, 
maybe helps uh, facilitate communication that needs to be had before yep. that said Important. person passes on. Um, and also makes the makes those being left behind understand it's not about you and how you feel. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, understanding that this is the person who's losing everything, mm. you know, and making it more about them and understanding, you know, to take the onus off of yourself, you know, and like a, the kind of the selfishness of please don't leave me. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, it's about to be lights out for me. What, what about me? Um, and she also helps people come up with comprehensive end of life plans, which I think is fascinating because nobody really wants to think about, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die, you know? And Facts. Exactly. And no one thinks about, you know, if you were to pass away, who has all the passwords to all your stuff? You know what I mean? Um, That's important. It, it is. In this in this day and age where we live in a digital world. That's important. You need the passwords to people's stuff, you know? Now. Bank ooh, accounts, shit like that. Now, how does that usually happen? Okay, say if my brother, Lord forbid, I hate saying this, mm -hmm. was to pass away. Do I call Facebook and they just give me no, all the passwords? No, that's the thing. Is the Facebook like How do they get logged in? Somebody has to. They, that's the thing is Facebook. Even if somebody's died, Facebook's not going to give you the password. That's why it's important for people to to have like an end of life plan. But also in, involved in the end of life plan is how you want to be, you know, what you want your your memorial to look like, how you want to die. You know, do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be, um, you know, sprinkled under a fucking tree? Do you want to be, you know, just take me out on a boat and drop me off in the ocean? Do you know, would you want to be buried? Like what music do you want to be played at your memorial? Like everything that you can think of as to how you want to go out in style is in this comprehensive plan. That's scary though. I'm still thinking about the password part. Like, well, can you imagine just passing away and some, and just anybody has your phone? Like, yeah. Well, no. I mean. <laughs> I'm writing, the phone goes with me. <laughs> Do not go through my phone. That'd be crazy. I, there's nobody that you would let go through your phone? Not Hell one, no, no. Not one single person? No. Hmm. Mm -mm. Hmm. Maybe my brother, that's it. Okay, then. Lee, so then your brother you gets You know, I have an end of life hard drive, and my brother hates it, because I'd be like, hey, man, I'll tell him like every once in a while, like, if I go, hmm. that hard drive up there, yeah. everything you need. Okay. And I'm thinking about maybe recording like an end of life video. You should. Most the the point of the episode was to make people, you know, to to get people to stop thinking about death as like, oh, it's morbid. Don't want to have the conversation because it's a jinx. It's not. You know, we don't know what our, you know, when we're going to go. Like, have a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you could be told the exact day and time mm -hmm. that you were going to die and how you were going to die, would you want to know? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Because what if it's next week? I want to start living this shit up. Well, why don't you just live like you're going to die? Like No, like, see, that's not practical. No. It, but if it, it's like, oh, you're going to die in two months on this day, this way, mm -hmm. I'm living it the fuck up. So you're not, you don't want to live your life every day like tomorrow's not promised because you know it's not. No. That's not practical. Mm. I have a son. I can't just be... Blowing it all like on me. Oh, you oh no, you want to go out in a blaze of glory yes, type I'm thing. You want to like skydiving, spend all the money in your I bank go account. Gamble. I never gambled before. I'm trying to do shit I never done. If I'm mm. like But if it's like 60 years from now, then it's like, all right, whatever. Mm. Okay. Would you? Would you want to know? Would I wanna know? I think 
I think I answered that because we brought it up on on the episode and I think I answered it. And right now my brain is marinating in vodka from last night. I was at uh, the nice guy. So I don't remember what my response was. <laughs> well, what, I don't right, fucking... So what's today's response after the vodka? Oh, yeah. It's more after the vodka. What I want to know. Um, I don't think so. It just sucks if you, if you find out and it's like real soon. You're here's, like, shit. But here's the crazy part is it almost was my time a year and a half ago. Mm. You know, I mean, like, and so I, I think that that's another reason why I wanted to have that episode is because I was still, I am still confronting and, and dealing with, you know, things that emotionally things that, um, I experienced, you know, when my accident happened. And then now that my mother is going through um, chemotherapy because she's got stage four cancer, um, I really needed to find any way to mm -hmm. prepare myself to like get control of of how out of control I was feeling emotionally. Yeah. You saw me. I could I could barely sit in front of a microphone without crying every 10 minutes. Um, and I was like, this is just not conducive to getting anything done. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like I, I've, she told me the, uh, uh, Elua, the death doula, she said, it sounds to me like you are um, anticipating, you're going through anticipatory mourning. I'm already mourning my mom yeah. and she's still here. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I realized at that moment, that's exactly what I was doing is I was trying to prepare myself. So I was already in mourning and my mom is, my mom's very buoyant and, and she's, she's optimistic and so are her doctors, but it just, it's my mom. I mean, yeah, it's a heavy thing. Yeah. So I just, I'd never even heard those words put together as a concept, anticipatory mourning. And I'm just, I'm so, that episode just really, like, really, really touched my heart. And, uh, of course, I was crying the whole way through it. So, you know, if y'all feel like you want to watch it, I would love that. And you might learn something, you know, from it. And you might want to develop an end-of-life plan. Yeah. And you might want to hit up Elua Arthur to help you out with it's that. It's important. You got you to gotta stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. yeah. Especially a lot of times when we pass away, we leave a lot of burden on the people that we love because... Mm. Who's paying for the funeral? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of things. That's that also what can be in, involved in the end of life plan is is how is like is the payment for yeah. you know, situated like paying for your own, you know, going out party. Yeah. Yeah. I want my friends to have a like a really good time. A celebration. A, re a yeah. celebration. I know how the celebration is going to get kicked off. Somebody's going to say, you know, do some trip Melissa trivia. What was Melissa's favorite word? Ah, fuck. Close. Okay. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. And, and then that's, that's your favorite word. It's my favorite word. 70,000 word vocabulary. Well, probably got kicked down to like 45 since the accident. I'm still trying. Um, but yeah, motherfucker is my favorite word. I love that word. Motherfucker. It just, you know, oh. you can use it for so many things. So dirty. Mm. Motherfucker. <laughs> Like when you really say it slow and think about what you're saying, a yeah, motherfucker. I know, I know, motherfucker. Yeah, that's my shit. Um, but yeah, no, I want my friends to have a really good time at my at my um, yeah at my my little memorial service. I definitely um, want a going away party. I want a DJ. Yeah. I want it to be sad for like the first five minutes. Get mm -hmm. that out the way and like turn up. Yeah. It's time to celebrate. Yeah. Have a good time. Do you want to be cremated or uh, definitely cremated and put me in the crib? I want to be. I want to be with the people. 
What, what? A crypt. Yeah. Okay. I want to be cremated. Put me in one of little yearns, or you can put me in a Hennessy bottle, whatever mm. makes sense, mm. and keep me right in the living room so I can watch over the little ones. Mm. Yeah. No, that's no, that's not that's me. me. I'm cremated, but uh, I want my girls to take me on a trip. And sprinkle you somewhere? In the Caribbean, maybe Barbados, since you know that's where my uh, family's from, and just sprinkle me in the Caribbean Sea. I'm down for a plant, too. Like, if you put mm-hmm. me in with, like, with the earth. Yeah. Yeah, put me in there with the uh, with the cabbage. Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> with the cabbage. I think I think that's a I think that's a good idea. Um, you know, it's a really interesting way to you know, um, I guess something to, interesting thing to do with your body is donating it to science. No. Why? So that's a no. Why? I'm not doing that. Why? So they could start picking and poking at me. Well, you're dead. Your body. How do you judge someone? Not by what they say, by what they do. We're a nation of doers. What's Mike Bloomberg about? Doing things. A middle-class kid worked his way through college. An entrepreneur, Bloomberg built a global news and information business from scratch. Mayor of a diverse, progressive city, Mike Bloomberg rebuilt after 9-11, creating nearly 500,000 jobs, improving health care and public schools. Now he's running for president, and Mike's the change we need. From chaos to steady leadership, from lies to someone who believes in facts and data, from divisiveness to someone who builds teams, nurtures good ideas, and holds himself accountable for results. Mike Bloomberg knows how to lead, to build, to deliver, to do. He'll win and unite this country. Mike will get things done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message because we need to deliver on the promise of the American dream. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. It's an empty shell. Your uh-huh. soul and spirit, you've moved on. And now this is it just... shall be burnt. Really? And put in the crib. I, in the urn. <laughs> I think that people who donate their bodies to science after they have passed away are really, really forward-thinking, incredible human beings. Good for them. Let's drink for them. Yeah, let's... Drink to them. You know, pour something out, but this is really fucking good coffee. Because I'm not doing it. It's helping me get through. It takes someone to do it. Yeah, um, for for sure. So, speaking of Netflix, we have Brisha Webb coming in. Yes. I'm super excited about that. She's got her new movie called A Fall from Grace, Tyler Perry's new movie. I saw it. I went to a screening. Look at you. Um... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually got to post the picture. I never posted the picture. Um, comedian Lil Rel Howery uh, was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel Conwell was there, my girlfriend. Um, I brought my co-host Blue. Um, who else was there? Everybody was there. L- L- uh, Lala Milan was there. Okay. I love her so much. Uh, Essence Atkins was there. There's a lot of people there to show support for um, Brisha, who is just, she's so darling. She's a tiny little thing. Oh. Tiny and just cute as a button. So let's and, bring her in. And super sweet. So yeah, we're going to bring her in. The star of A Fall from Grace, Tyler Perry's new movie that you can find on Netflix, Brisha Webb. Hello. We need to get applause. Woo! Come on, come on, in the background. Oh, All right. Thank you. Yeah, there you here, go. Here, here. There you go. For <laughs> myself. Hi, gorgeous. Hi, beautiful. You have been on the craziest press tour. Yeah. Yeah. You've been like everywhere. Erwer. Yeah. Erwer. Yeah. Erwer. Erwer and mm-hmm. Aria. Yeah, and you just got back to LA. Yeah. How is the reception been to uh, Fall from Grace, Tyler Perry's new movie on Netflix starring you? Yes. Cicely Tyson. Yes. Felicia Rashad. Yes. Makad Brooks. I yes. mean, Crystal like, Fox. yes, it's just, just, just powerhouses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How's it been? It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, the response has been 
overwhelmingly great. Mm-hmm. People are talking about it. People are making fun of it. People mm-hmm. are just all over the place. Mm-hmm. People are watching it. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Now, yeah. she just named a lot of heavy hitters right there. What was it like working on set with them? Incredible. I mean... I was still, we did it in five days. Wow. That's crazy right. to me. It is crazy to me when I watch it. I'm like, how did I do that? What, like, when did you sleep? You know what? I did sleep. That's, I did sleep. Yeah. I, I did. I did sleep. I, I was, I had to be very disciplined. Mm-hmm. And doing it in five days, I really didn't have time to panic mm-hmm. or to really get too starstruck. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to be in it and fully commit. Mm-hmm. So that was the only way. I was like, of course, when Cicely Tyson is in front of you and mm-hmm. she she's wanting to, you know, you just have to be in it. Yeah. And then you fan out later. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you took away from like being a, around some of those those actresses like mm-hmm. it must have been that... like a master class it was it yeah. truly is a master's class because mm-hmm. i knew miss felicia because her daughter and i went to school together oh my god so we went to cal arts college and yeah um so do you watch billions because that's where okay yeah yeah she that's is, my boo yeah she's incredible amazing yes. and they're both broadway actresses mm-hmm. so you know condola and i like my best friend went with me while I was filming and we were like, Condola's mom. Yeah. But now she's Miss Felicia and she is, she commands every bit of your full dedication. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, ah, let's run lines. Okay. You know, it was no time. She's my mom in my head. Yeah. Like she raised, <laughs> she raised true. all of she us. She raised all of us. You know? Yeah. She'll forever be Claire Huxtable. I, th- that woman is just like, I, I probably would faint oh, you know of course being in her presence she taught me how to sit properly really yeah like there was a scene on the couch mm-hmm. and you know i'm talking to her and we were just, we just had a couple of moments and she just was like she saw me trying to figure it out because i had on this little skirt or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and i was like how do i cross my legs because mm-hmm. she looks so beautiful mm-hmm. like she just was effortless you She's know effortlessly she, elegant yes yes and she was like she just did this thing with her fingers and was like this is how you and I was like, <laughs> <gasps> yeah, so we had a lot of moments like that. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and uh, was that your first time working with Tyler Perry? No, I did Acrimony with right. him. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I did. Right. But I, I had a very small part. I was in the smaller, you know, like the, the younger version of mm-hmm. the sisters. Mm-hmm. And he saw me from that. He didn't even know that I did comedy. I went up to him after our, my last scene with him. And, you know, he's very in yes. the moment. He's like very struck you know this mm-hmm. is what we're doing mm-hmm. let's see now yeah. you know and I went up to him because I don't give a fuck mm. and I was like <laughs> I'm funny like this was really dramatic but like let's be funny together yeah. and he was like yeah and then I saw him again and he was like I have something for you and I was mm. like great we're gonna be funny and he was like then I read the script and I was like this isn't oh. funny but I was like a challenge yeah let me let me tell him what yeah, I because do because that's what I, I am used to seeing you in more comedic roles yeah. and laughing and laughing with you laughing at you mm-hmm. so what was it like taking on this role you said it was like a challenge yeah well in which way I mean we're trained for this that's mm. also Miss Felicia's <laughs> you know she's a thespian you know and she kept saying that and she had to correct me a couple of times you know because she was like you been trained for this dog Mm -hmm. you know I was like yeah I have Mm -hmm. you know I I started out doing a lot of dramas Mm -hmm. when I first you know graduated from college I was on ER Mm -hmm. um, as a recurring guest star Mm -hmm. and was a doctor and you know like I I was a crime pregnant teenager who gets their baby taken away from child protective Mm -hmm. services that was always my job Mm -hmm. on all those one-hour dramas Mm -hmm. and uh 
you know, <laughs> I was just used to that, you mm -hmm. know, and thank God for Love That Girl because I was always cracking people up yeah. on set. I remember on ER, they just kept me around. I was supposed to only have a four a four episode arc mm -hmm. but because I kept everybody laughing they were like we're just gonna write Brisha in for like five more lines <laughs> you know so thank god for love that girl mm -hmm. and things like that and really that's when the comedy took off but mm -hmm. I've always been funny but you know we've been trained for this but yes. it was an ode back to that and Tyler also let me know like in between takes he was like I love surprising people mm -hmm. I love showing another you know piece of someone that yeah. people aren't expecting Yeah, because yeah. if they're not familiar with you being a comedic actress and this is the first introduction to you that they have mm -hmm. they would think yeah. that you've been trained I've been trained for this, this. Yeah. You know, you know, let them think I'm British. God yeah. Damn it. Yeah. You know, because they're taking off all the damn roles. But, you know, I, <laughs> listen, I'm just happy to be working consistently and yeah. that people respect my work, whether it's funny or dramatic. Was the whole thing shot on um, Tyler Perry's uh, lot? Ooh. Absolutely. Wow. So that's what made it easier as mm -hmm. well, because we could go from set to set. It was already pre-lit. Mm -hmm. Everybody was there. Mm -hmm. You know, hair and makeup team is right behind you, getting you ready. You're... Mm -hmm. I mean, it was one of the court scene days. We did all of the courtroom in one day. Wow. We did all of the interrogation scene mm -hmm. in like half a day. Mm -hmm. So it was like, really, you're getting one or two takes. Right. And so you didn't have no time to just be like, I, I think I'm going to go with this choice. You mm -hmm. just have to come in hitting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> speaking speaking of funny, there's been a lot of memes on social media mm -hmm. about um, Makad Brooks's wig. The wig, the wig. <laughs> Listen. In his, in, don't forget Tyler's wig. Yeah. Listen, there's wigs in the midst, okay? Crystal got a wig. You know, we have to evolve into these people. Yeah. And I think that's like something that Tyler really likes yeah. from theater. Mm -hmm. You know, because in theater, you want to see the whole transformation of a mm -hmm. character. You don't want to look at the person as such. Um how it w is applied and everything. Um, that is not my pay grade. That is not what I do. <laughs> it's above you. It's above me. Right. You know, um, so I, you know, hey, that's his thing. And he's done it and people talk about it. I think now that it's just like, it comes with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and really, Makah Brooks, I hope, he outacted his wig. He because, sure did. You know, listen, ashtray, bitch. You know, <laughs> he he gave you other things. You he, know, he no, gave wait, you wait, a wait, performance. Wait, he gave you a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Ladies, watch this movie, please. Them guns, honey. Them guns. That, uh, just the guns. Mm -hmm. The the, mm, the Casanova-ness. The everything. Listen, he made you believe. I was like, Crystal, you can give him some ass. He, okay. he made me smooth. <laughs> Not Crystal Grace. Because I be hanging around Crystal so much. <laughs> Crystal. Yeah. Crystal Grace. Grace Crystal. No, it's Grace. Grace. Yeah, yeah no. He, the Makad Brooks made you swoon in that. Yeah, you, be, you root for him. You be like, it's okay. Like, maybe he didn't take the money. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he didn't. Okay, yeah. so listen, let me get your take on a couple of things. It's award show season right now. You know, mm -hmm. we're seeing the Golden Globes, and the Oscars, SAG, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And the Oscars. It's so white. It's so white. Mm -hmm. Like, what's, what's your thoughts on, you know, it, it just like this constant form of, what, what could we call this discrimination? No. It's, that's their thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, Again, Miss Felicia Richard, Queen Shade, mm. she gave me so many things. Mm -hmm. She said in one interview where someone was asking questions about the, the nominations, she said, it's a party 
everyone gets dressed up <laughs> and they have cocktails and it happens every year. You know, and I you was like, sounded just yes, like her. I mean, it's, you know, it's fabulous, darling. <laughs> but, you know, she's like, it happens every year. And mm -hmm. it happens every year because, you know, whether you have a good performance, do you need it to be acknowledged by the Oscars? Mm -hmm. Really? And at, most of the, at this point, no, because it's starting to be a fucking joke. But look, you got to look at Parasite. Mm. Parasite. I mean, I'm happy to see. I'm happy about that okay, one. Let's open the door to all the ethnicities. Right. You know, black people, we do good. But yeah. the Asians out there, we got Hispanics mm -hmm. out here. We got the Indian, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. they, you know, we, we got to make room. So I'm glad that they're opening the scope mm -hmm. um, and allowing other people to get recognized. Mm -hmm. And that ain't for us. Like, right. if you get acknowledged and you get awarded by the Oscars because it's da-da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. I'm just consistently working. And I'm blessed to be consistently working on projects where I get to develop human behavior mm -hmm. and people, you know, can grow from it and want to attach themselves to yeah. it. And I can make an income. But having, okay. having been in the industry for as long as you have, have you experienced any discrimination on, you know, just on sets or, like, in, in any way, shape, or form? I think... Yeah, like, me, personally, mm -hmm. no. But mm -hmm. when I think about just black cinema mm -hmm. in itself mm -hmm. and the way that it is discriminated and separated from mm -hmm. other forms of cinema mm -hmm. and, you know, in the wide range. You know, like, we've been told that we can't sell overseas, mm -hmm. that we don't, you know, open right. big over there. Mm -hmm. And then you have Ride Along, too, that opens you know, huge, mm -hmm. you know, you have Kevin Hart that's breaking, you know, stadium, mm -hmm. you know, records, records, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. with selling his concert tickets, you know, his, his comedy tours, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that is the issue. It's like just changing people's scope of mm -hmm. what just black comedy, black art, black cinema. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be just black just because it has a cast of four. Yeah. It's just like even looking at, our film, A Fall from Grace. Mm. Tyler said on Jimmy Kimmel, he was like, and I welcome, he said on Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, he said, I welcome white people to watch this movie mm. because it's not just a black film for black people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's where the conversation starts. Right. Just because you don't, like I watch Pretty Woman. I loved Pretty you, Woman. Okay. That's a favor. I got so much of like, you know, what, like how to there be ain't no sexy black people from, in there. Yeah, I got so, so much of how to be sexy yeah. from Pretty Woman. And you know, that's mm. a, I mean, I had a good time. I watch it every time it come on TV, no matter where it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't see any of myself represented on that, right. on that movie. There ain't nobody black. <laughs> Not even the people walking down the street. But I think we're used to that. We're used to identifying with movies with no black people in it. But then when we have a, Film with the all black cast. It's a black movie. Yeah, they don't like, call that. Here's here's this movie, this white movie right here. Right, <laughs> white Come, cinema. White cinema right here. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So I think it has to start the conversation there. Parasite, the Asian cinema. Like right. we don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Let's just watch a movie and have a good time. It's a form of entertainment for everyone. Right. You know. So I I think that's the discriminatory aspect mm -hmm. of where I feel that there's a difference yeah. um, when it comes to just even outlets and brands that mm -hmm. only think that it can only be open to one demographic. Thank God they're opening up that, yeah. that frame mm -hmm. so other people and other cultures can be acknowledged, yeah. you know, especially in the makeup industry. I mean, 
Yeah. You know, we got different shades. Mm. We all need to be tended to. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So listen, speaking of heavy hitters, you went to the same high school as Jada Pinkett and Tupac mm-hmm. in, in Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore Maryland. School for the Arts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I really give a lot of my, you know, conservatory growth as an actor, mm-hmm. too, because it was like the fame school. Yeah. And when Tupac was there, you know, I wasn't there, of course, yeah. but, you know, you hear stories that you can just, and what he experienced, and I can say for myself, you can just be a full artist. Mm-hmm. And coming from so many different parts of Baltimore, you have the hood, you have like different pockets. Mm-hmm. And this is just one place where you can just be yourself. Mm-hmm. You could be in an ensemble with all kinds of different people. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to school, it wasn't like, you know, like now what they're doing now with trans and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like we went to school mm-hmm. with all kinds of different people. Mm-hmm. So it made the transition for me to come to L.A. and be in college with all kinds of different people. It wasn't as drastic for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because I had already explored myself artistically yeah. in a high school sense. You know, I was taking dance classes. I was you know, learning Ibsen and Shakespeare and all kinds of things that I just would not have access to if I had just moved here. Right. You know, um, so I love arts programs and especially my school, Baltimore School for the Arts. It's a lot of great, <laughs> you know, talent that has come out of there that is working consistently right now. Yeah. You know, so. Well, we know you didn't meet Tupac. No. Know, obviously not. No. But have you had the opportunity to meet Jada Pinkett Smith? Mm-hmm. And has she given you any career advice or like, Tell well, us what that was like. What so, do y'all talk about? Yeah. What do we talk? Well, my whole family knows her family. Okay. My best friend is her first cousin. Mm. So a little fact there. Hey, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Karen, Auntie Ma, and Adrian. So like, yeah, my family, we all went to the same church, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I didn't know Jada like that, but she definitely was the epitome of like getting out of Baltimore and making it on the big screen and stuff like that. I actually told my best friend when we were little girls that I wanted to be like Jada. And she was like, I have to hide all of her pictures so I can make sure that my best friend is being my best friend just for me. And she surprised me on my ninth or eighth birthday. I can't remember. And I came in from my birthday party and Jada was sitting on my couch. And I literally fainted. (laughs) And I did like, and I was, I was auditioning for Baltimore City uh, School for the Arts Mm -hmm. uh, Twigs program, Mm -hmm. which is like the baby program before you get into the um, theater program. Mm -hmm. So she watched my monologue and she saw my little things. I was like, I'm going to perform everything. I was really that kid. Yeah. So it's not a shock to anyone that I'm here right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, Jada's always supported me. And, uh, you know, she's just never really worried about me. She's just like, Risha's going to do her thing. Like, That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Along this journey, when did you run into Jamie Foxx? Oh, love that girl. Um, my first season or the pilot, I can't remember. I think it was the first season while we were filming that. Bentley Kyle Evans mm-hmm. is the um, creator of the show, director, or mastermind of that. And I know that he was part creator or something for the Jamie Foxx show. They worked really closely together. And so I know Jamie was developing the Atheon Crockett show back in the day on Fox. And so I don't know who told him to come through. But he came through during one of my scenes and pretty much was like, you're special. I need you to call me tomorrow. And it was huge and had me come into his office. I had an opportunity to do all of my characters 
in his office. Wow. And he was blown. He was like, you're the black Tracy Ullman, which is God to me. That is I love incredible, Tracy Ullman. incredible compliment. Yeah, because, I mean, I do characters. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Um, so, yeah, he's pretty much kept me under his wing. Really? Since then. Oh, and, that's yeah. amazing. He's like family. Yeah. He's Uncle Jamie. My, my dad calls him Uncle James. So would Marlon Wayans be Uncle Marlon? He is Uncle Marlon. I love Marlon. Marlon is so special. He is. <laughs> I mean, I saw him briefly in Atlanta while I was um, doing the press junket there. And mm-hmm. he, you know, you got to meet him in the club. Mm-hmm. You got to meet him in the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to meet him there. He's doing Aretha. Uh, uh, the biopic the with biopic. Um, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's got a, I think he's going to keep the porn stash. Yeah, he, he likes just my he's always a bound chicka wow wow type of guy i think he thinks it's gonna lure all the ladies but you know this, marlon has no problem no problem the the, you know okay. it just makes a conversation for him to do his characters yeah um but yeah i like ran to him and i just wept in the mm-hmm. club because mm-hmm. it's it's his kind of um mentorship mm-hmm. and his friendship mm-hmm. that has made me believe in myself Mm -hmm. you know um he's just always been there for me Mm -hmm. you know when I was doing my one woman show that I did in LA Mm -hmm. he was just like you gotta do this like he got so angry with me um and he was just like this isn't it there's more in you Mm -hmm. and you're not you're not doing it Mm -hmm. you're not being who you are Mm -hmm. fully yeah and you need people in your life like that i've been i've been around marlon when he is in when he's when he's profit when profit marlon yeah but when he (laughs) no but also when he is in character development phase you know when he's got an idea and he's starting to flush it out and he's starting to examine who this character is Mm -hmm. and different hairstyles and facial hair and Mm -hmm. you know he's he is a mad genius you know oh, yeah. yeah they will see it they will see it in this film mark mm-hmm. my words he will be at that award ceremony yeah because people will be shocked at the depth yeah. that he will go to show the human the human characteristics you see this person as a villain but you will fall in love with him yeah that's just what he has already but people forget requiem of a dream i know you know people forget yeah let you me l- first of all I've seen that movie mm-hmm. I never want to see it again because it was it's, it's the, deep it's so dark gut wrenching and dark and I love some murder death kill shit but that was just <laughs> that was really dark and it was just shocking mm-hmm. you know that was the first time people actually saw Marlon in a in a dramatic role mm. super dramatic he and was dark a yeah a he, real one yeah I was like did you try it. Did you? <laughs> He's very oh, you method. He's no, very heroin. He was there, man. He was skinny. He was doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I don't Yo. feel like I've seen this movie. Right? Oh yes. Really? Well, don't watch it in the dark. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like one of those deep. It shows it's... the real heroin addiction from Wait, another. What's the name of this movie again? Requiem it's... for a Dream. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream. It's got Marlon Wayans in it. It's got uh uh Ellen Burstyn. Yes. Um, and it's got Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. Two white actors, you yeah. probably don't know who the fuck they she are. She know when she start naming actors, I'm just like yeah, he. Just, he got that glazed yeah. look in his eye just <laughs> no, now. I saw it. I yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised you I remember s- that. I mean, it's been years. Like I had to take a break. Yeah, no, I'll never forget it. Like that's <sighs> yeah. because they all had a form of addiction yeah. in the movie. Uh, um, so for him, it was drugs. Um, and Ellen Burstyn was like, I think it was prescription uh, yeah. drugs, and I forget with Jennifer Connelly, but I'll 
I'll just say this two sided dildo. That is the first ooh, time I ever ooh, knew yeah, that, that they that existed. Yeah. 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 Sex you know, these kids talk about getting high. Watch that movie. Yeah. Okay? Watch the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'm so high, my friends. I'm like, y'all play too much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All these songs. I was like, these kids is dying. Yeah. Yeah, That's we'll another step. You know, we'll do that on IG Live. You watch Rec Room for a oh, Dream, yeah, yeah. and then we'll talk about it to people who have never actually seen it's it. It's real. Yeah, it's it is. Real. It is. Um, yeah. it it definitely is. Okay, so what is? I know you're. You know, I would tell you That's if it, you're because if uh, you know we little, we got little shoulders, and we need <laughs> tape and all the things. But. Um, so listen, I was at your screening, and yeah. you had so much love. Lil yeah. Rel Howery was there. I didn't even know he was in town. I know. I think he pop. I think he, just, he literally got off a plane and came straight there. You yeah, know, from uh, doing, you know, maybe wrapping up the photograph. Yeah. Which has uh, uh, Issa Rae, Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes out February, right before right Valentine's before Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. So excited. I know. I'm looking forward mm. to it. And he's really proud of it. He keeps he you know he keeps mentioning it. Um, Angel Conwell. Yeah, that's my shit. I know. Our little. Shares. I know. Um, and uh, Essence Atkins was yes. there. Speaking of Marlon Wayans. Yeah. That's his. TV wife. Yeah. She's so awesome. She I love, I, I like love her from afar. Like, hi, Essence. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm so blessed to have real like friends. Yeah. You know, like, and she was, she's very big sister to you. She is. They, and she seemed extremely protective of yeah, you. Yeah. They are. I mean, yeah. I'm very blessed to have Essence Atkins as my sister and friend. Like, mm-hmm. I came back on Sunday night and, um, they had a prayer circle for me. Nice. Yeah, and we just we just prayed for each other and just just prayed, you know, Amazing. just to thank God for what he's doing in my life, what he's doing in you know, in each one of our lives, but mm-hmm. to have my sister in Christ mm-hmm. and and the entertainment BS of this. Mm-hmm. It goes deep, yeah. you know? So it, that's rare in Hollywood. So yeah. I really love her so much. Okay. Well, you're just getting off of, you know, this, you know, doing this movie with, like we said, heavyweights like Cicely Tyson. Listen. Felicia Shaw. Big dog. Yeah. Is there anybody that is on your, like, high on the list of, like, I please God and, you know, eight pound baby Jesus. I want to act with this person, this person who's high on the list for you of people that you have not acted with just yet, but you are like, I'll, I'll, I'll be an extra. Like I'll be an extra. For- I mean, you know, Miss Tyson surprise us with somebody. I don't know. Robert Ms. De Niro. I mean, Hey, Hey, Tom Hanks. Hey, <laughs> all of them. You know, like I'm excited Shit, to be funny with Taraji. Mm. You know, I'm excited to be. You, you know, could be her little sister. I could. Yeah, I could, I could do a lot of things. I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm surprised what has already happened. Like I could never imagine my name next to Cicely Tyson. OK, yeah. drop Mike. Yeah. And then she looks at me and says, the sky's the limit. It's the sky's the limit. And I'm like, look at her. I'm like, you made this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, I, I really don't have like a favorite. I mean, of course, Merle Streep, Viola Davis, you know, it, mm. it goes and goes and goes. Mm. But I just know that that's coming. Good for you. And I just want to be ready for it all. I'm just happy that I'm getting to showcase all of what I can do and I'm still growing into that as well mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna tour with my one woman show um I love Tracy Ullman and Bette Midler and of course Whoopi Goldberg I, I wept when I met Whoopi Goldberg do yeah. you understand me yeah. <laughs> I wept so I would love to work with Whoopi Goldberg because mm-hmm. she does it all mm-hmm. you know and stand up is a, a big part of my life I love that but I'm transitioning to loving my music that I do with my characters mm-hmm. and all of that so I just 
just want to keep growing mm-hmm. and learning as an artist and whoever comes in my path and whoever I get to work with, that'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would love to work with Tom Hanks and all those people, mm-hmm. but hey, hey. Talk about the one woman show. My one woman show, yeah. this is my show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about my life okay. coming from Baltimore mm-hmm. and uh, finding my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a song called Think From Your Heart, not from your hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, it's like a rock power ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the closing song. But, you know, it gets people talking, but it's a real show about like seven characters of women in my life mm-hmm. um, that have come in and out. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you say a one woman show, everybody's like, the sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, that's not the show. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. You know, I talk about me being an actress, my cousins who said I wasn't doing it and I need to get ass shots. You know, can you, can you, can <laughs> you that's, a, that's Wait. hysterical. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. But can you slip into one of those characters just give us a little tidbit? Of, oh, I would love you know? to. Everybody loves Beverly Uggams. Uh, Beverly Uggams is a world-renowned funeral singer, and um, she has albums with everyone, you know. One of her main songs that she's known for is Sugar on My Taint. Always sweet, not sour, just right out the shower. Guess what's for lunch? Me! Yeah! Sugar! Oh my day. Yeah, so she there's so many people. Oh my god, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. When is this tour starting? March. And hey. is it starting here in LA? Well, I will do another I mean, I've gotta warm it up. Okay. You know, I haven't done it. I gotta <laughs> literally warm it up. Um I have a band and it's the silliest vaudevillish type of show. Mm-hmm. I have a, a pussy puppet. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a it's wait, a, wait, 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 yeah. a pussy, pussy like like cats. No, or like no, it's an the... actual pussy, and it blows bubbles. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, well, it's in the that's, video. That's you can look at the video. Okay. Think from your heart. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes and all of that. People really love it. So okay. look it up. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's really fun. I mean, it's just a fun experience a lot of people don't do weird stuff mm-hmm. i'm that weirdo mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i that's what i do with I the funny that. stuff yeah so i have lots of characters okay but outside of work you know in your personal life what do you do for fun what do i do for fun? like how do, do you we relax? do for fun in la that's okay. yeah. how do you relax how do you kick back are you a cat lady like melissa no. oh, you have a cat i don't have a cat because no one would sit origin for it is, is cat lady. but i really love cats so cat lady oh. origin I, I like them a lot. That's nice. Yeah. I have two dogs. I have a dog. See? Daisy. Daisy. Okay. So I almost brought her. But yeah. She just gives me a fucking headache. Yeah. My I, dogs hate me right now because <laughs> I keep leaving and coming back. Yeah, I get it. I have Littlefoot and Peanut T'Challa. Mm. T'Challa. And, that's yeah. hilarious. What are they? Um, I have Peanut T'Challa is a Frenchie uh-huh. and he's adorable. Yeah. And Littlefoot is Littlefoot the princess. She's a Chihuahua Minpin. Yeah. My her and Daisy can play. Yes. I have a teacup chihuahua. Look at you. Oh, I know. And Littlefoot is only seven pounds. I listen, mine is three and a half. If you ever want a dog sitter, bring them over. Listen. I have no problems Peanut with will that. Help you. Okay. I'm trying that's, to work with him. Listen, that's fine. It's okay. But bring them over friends. so Daisy can have some playmates. Yes. Okay? Yes. I'm volunteering okay. my services, okay? Because okay? you go out of town a lot. I do. And people I and it's so great because I'd never have to like 
put them in a boarding or anything. Yeah, because that shit gets expensive. It gets expensive and sometimes your dog comes home limping and yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't like that. Wait, Neither wait, do wait. I. What are y'all talking Doggy about? life. You yeah. don't have a dog? No, I have a son. He's 40 pounds. If y'all want to <laughs> hold him and watch him for hours, that'd no. be great. Yeah, well, that, to, that's a job. That's it. Yeah, yeah well, I go to Starbucks yeah. and live my life. You yeah, know, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. The dogs bring the dogs over. Kid, I will. Nobody ever trusted kid. me to. Kid. Right. One kid. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He's seven. That's yeah. beautiful. He washes his own hands. That's good. He puts on his own shoes. That's great. Yes. Yeah, Look at you. Mm. He's a lot. He's a big boy. That's yeah. a, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He'll play with the dogs. Okay. Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of the Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiance, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite <laughs> reality show, 90 Day Fiance, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you? Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You could drop them off too. Okay. Yeah. Good. You know. That's all I have. I'll, I'll just have I'll just cover up all the like the hard edges in the house. He's yeah. seven oh, years old. See, look. He can sit and watch the hard movie. edges. <laughs> <laughs> like he's walking blind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. I just you know I started thinking about baby proofing. I forgot he was seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Dogs fun. Do you watch <clears throat> like shows? Is like your favorite show right now? Um, uh, my favorite show right now. Well, I really don't have a really a lot of time. A lot of time. I, my my attention span is very short, yeah. so I can't even really get attached to anything. I watch Power because my girl Naturi is on mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and you know Omari, you know he mm-hmm. got shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I still, he got mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. you know, I still watch. Mm-hmm. It. Um, what else do I watch? I love uh, what's that? The Morning Show. With... Oh, did you see that? I did. I loved it. It's so good. So good. And Jennifer Aniston. Yes. she deserved that SAG she award. She did her thing. She really did. And I don't know about you but i am secretly hoping that her and brad are booning i you know what i hope they're not because we grow we grow and we know better you know no no no. i didn't say getting back together no you can have that xx you can have xx but we grown there's money involved like honey live love and walk past me. Yeah. Watch me walk away with my money. Okay. Okay. And my head. What was that thing now? you did with your hand? You kind of just threw it away. You said walk past. What was yeah, that? Yeah, walk past. You know, just that's the dirt right there. He <laughs> left her so... and went with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. He's. he's no, no, he's, let's never forget that. He was looking like he wants that old thing back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As he sex. should. Yeah. As he should. Because she was a good woman. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't know they life. I don't be in people's lives like that. I right. just drink my water and mind my damn business. Right. But you know, hey. I can only imagine. Okay, but going back to the morning show, that is another program. You, you I know, love that. Series. I like Truth Be Told. I'm saying. Oh, I saw that too. Yes, because I got a lot of TV. friends on there. Tracy Thompson, who's also from Baltimore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hanifa, my girl Hanifa Wood. You know, so I got a lot of people on there. But um, And Tammy Roman is on there too. Mm-hmm. Yes, she and she's is. doing such a good job mm-hmm. on there. And, you know, I like I like a lot of shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I watch a couple of things. I dibble dabble. You mm-hmm. know, I dibble in a dabble. Did you see Don't Fuck With Cats? 
No. Okay. What is that? It's a cat lady special. No, it's not. It's a movie. It's a cat lady special. It's a movie about murder. It's a documentary about murder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Four part series. Four part series. Yeah, we were telling people watch that shit too. Well, yeah. I watch. Yeah. Since you said it. Yeah. That know? that and we were talking about the Aaron Hernandez. Uh, yeah, I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. Like, I get so overwhelmed that I just let the the Netflix things just play at my face. Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm so like overwhelmed that I'll just get on Instagram and be like, 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 you know, like I just get so bored mm. and I just want to eat snacks yeah, and then go have a drink with friends. I do that a lot. Jeez. I don't drink a lot, but like I'll go hang out with my friends, like at a bar mm. or I just have to stay active. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, or have people over and cook and entertain. Mm. I like that whole thing. I love entertaining too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a whole. Oh, thing. really? Listen. I've never been <gasps> over and been entertained. I, oh, Shade. <laughs> Shade. I love entertaining too. Oh, when? Yeah, no, not in the place I'm living in right now, oh. but I'm planning on moving. And as soon as I move, it's going down. Okay. Okay. My house, yeah. entertaining, it's happening. Um, yeah. It's definitely happening. Okay. So, what? What? I was seeing if he's been over. And been entertained. So he has not been. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking to our researcher Calvin, and he is not. You know what's one mm. fun way to do? Because now that I've turned like in my thirties, mm-hmm. I don't like actually going out to like clubs. You mean? Yeah, I don't like going to clubs. Me, it's like neither do out. I. Yeah, like it has to be planned. Like, like a I, lounge. Like a lounge. Like I'm a more of a. I don't even want to tell people where I go because yeah. I don't like everybody knowing. Yeah. You know, you just want to slip in and slip out. No lines, <laughs> no covers. You yeah. just come in, buy your drinks and leave. Yeah. Uber home. So, um, but one thing I really like doing nowadays, I bought like a strobe light. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I turn the lights off and I put the strobe light on uh-huh. and I play like the YouTube list of music videos, uh-huh. like from like the 99s to like 2007. Uh-huh. And I have a great time. By yourself in the house? I invite people over. Oh, okay, okay. And we have like little snacks and drinks. Okay. She invites we, people over, Melissa. Okay, listen, okay? When I get the new place, it's going to be large enough to entertain and mass. Yeah. You know, like on a larger I'll scale. bring the strobe light. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you I have white light. walls, so I don't invite a lot of people. Yeah. No? Okay. I have white walls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people, you don't know how people be living. You yeah. touching the walls. I'll be like, <laughs> wall. You get a little dark spot on there. I got to paint the whole damn wall. No, you get the magic eraser. I don't know. I just want it gone now. <laughs> and the magic eraser sometimes don't take care of it. No. I've had experiences. Yeah, no. The white wall, the, the magic eraser sometimes just like leaves this like the, gray. Yes. It doesn't work. Pisses me it off. Just, it doesn't work. It just leaves this Strip of it's just gross. <laughs> the strip of misery. Like, yeah. remember that night you had people over? So I have like maybe like a good tap sip. The stain mm. be gone, but it leaves its own stain. Yeah, yeah exactly. That and I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. That it part. Tell you that. So listen, besides the one woman show, um, do you have anything in the pipeline? You know, in terms of film, yeah. television that you can talk about. Well, I mean. Let me see. I'm doing an animation show for Fox. Nice. Um, that's another good thing I love doing is because yeah. I have weird voices. Yeah. And so I'm doing that. And uh, that's called House Train. I play a crazy deranged squirrel. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I she's, can so see that. She's so cute <laughs> and crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm doing that. That's coming out. I have Black Excellence. Mm-hmm. I have a couple episodes from that. And last OG and back again. And um, 
I mean, I can talk about it. I'm, I did a show for Stars, and so I, I should be knowing pretty soon Ooh. if that's getting picked up. It's like a Sex in the City Called type. Run of, the World. Yeah. Mm. And it's really good. Can you talk about who's in it? Yes. Amber Stevens West. Mm-hmm. She was a very funny lady. She's a very funny lady. She was on the Carmichael show. Mm-hmm. She's done a, a lot of great shows mm-hmm. and films so mm-hmm. she's in it with me um you got andrea bordeaux i believe her last name is mm-hmm. and oh god brain fart it's right there i forgot the other girl's name forgive me it's okay. but um it's really funny uh-huh. and sexy and classy and filmed in new york and i think it's gonna really you know it's something that we can watch and men too because mm-hmm. i i've heard from sources that men like it too yeah um but yeah, we've got Pat, uh, Pat, what's her, Jesus, my brain, Pat, no, 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 she, um, she styled Sex in the City original. And oh, um, Patricia Fields. Yes, Patricia Fields. Mm-hmm. So we have her styling Genius. Us. Yes, so we have mm-hmm. her in it. Like, there's a lot of good mixtures in it. You know, you got Yvette Lee Bowser, mm-hmm. Lee Davenport. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm hoping, we'll see what comes with that, but the pilot was really dope. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers for you. Thank you. Because I need a new series. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I mean, I don't... Think- and when Insecure goes on like these, you know, year, two year long hiatuses, we you need, need something We need different. something else. Yeah. And you need some fashion. Yeah. You, know, you need some... Some content. Is that why it's being compared to um, Sex in the City is set in New York, Patricia mm-hmm. Fields, and the fashion? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I mm-hmm. love that. I'm so excited. So it's it's really cute. Yeah. So, you know, I love my little outfits and things, so I get to explore that. What's your character like? She Who would is... she be out of the four, out of the four ladies? Samantha, Carrie, Miranda, or Charlotte? Which one would She's she be? She's very Samantha. Ooh! You're playing the Samantha. She's character? crazy. She's wild. <gasps> wow. And people don't see me, you know, like that. No, they. I. You know. Yeah. I mean, so, like, you know, you're a beautiful. You're a beautiful yeah, young woman. Yeah. But you just people just want to like you know package you up and like put you in their pocket, which is great. You can yeah. still do that. But I can go <laughs> in several other pockets too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's gonna be a yeah. real departure from you know how people look at you. Yeah, I always like to shake it up. Yeah. You know, do some stuff, be funny, be sexy. Let me just ask a Jason question. Would you ever do, um, you know, nudity on camera? You know, while these, tizzy, while these titties are still up, mm. my daddy said it's okay. It okay. Fly. You know. Just let it fly. Let it, let it go. I, I, don't, I don't know. It has to be. <laughs> let it go. I wouldn't say like for any old thing. Mm. It would have to be for something really iconic like i would love to play eartha kid or diana mm. ross you know that's a time to take your titties out yeah you know it's just not you you know turn on the tv they go breach your titties no 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 <laughs> not even on this series no no right you know so i i really have to be you know make those choices on mm. what i want to do but it has to be for something iconic mm. and those times will come yeah and until then i love my ass i got a cute ass so. i could so see you mm. being portraying eartha kit oh yes yeah such a wonderful woman do a little do a little eartha kit impression eartha kit i don't know what if she says uh compromise <laughs> yes <laughs> i love that that's what for it was what? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was that. I I think I put that on my Instagram page because yes. it, it was just like mood 
Forever. For, for, mood. mood. Yes. Forever mood. Yes. Compromise for what? Yes. If you're you, wondering what we're talking about, yes. just Google is your friend, people. But Eartha Kit and compromise. <laughs> just put that in the search engine and it's going to come up. She's and you'll smoking a cigarette, giving you life. Yes. Honey. Compromise. Giving you life. Yeah. She's yeah. like, honey, I don't compromise for shit. Exactly. Yes. We love her for it. And we love you, too. Thank you. Thank you for dropping by your schedule. She, you. She, she almost didn't make it. I almost didn't. I was so I was like, oh, my God, I'm that person. No, I, we it was yes. it would be totally forgiven you because you have been everywhere. Every time I every time I look at my phone, I see Breach Webb and she is you know, doing this press junket and she's on this TV show and yeah. she's do- just, you were just ripping and running, that honey. That is what we want. Exactly. But mm-hmm. the movie is doing, is being well received yes. and it's, it's, it's going well and you guys need to check that out. It's on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. called A Fall From Grace and it's starring this lovely lady and we can't thank you enough for dropping thank by. You. Thank you. And we can't, thank you both. Yes. And we can't thank you guys enough for watching. <laughs> Peace out until the next time. <laughs> Bye. I just realized that the first letter of every line of this review (laughs) spells help me. (laughs) It seems like everyone's a critic these days, blessing the world with our slightest opinions, all on our own mini platforms. I'm Scott Janovitz. And I'm Greg Conley. We're the hosts of Citizen Critic, a new podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews of your favorite movies, music, television, toasters, toiletries, and paint colors. Listen to Citizen Critic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.